More with Jeff Carlson about Luminar AI and his new book. This is Mac Voices. Mac Voices is sponsored by Upstart, fair and fast personal loans. Go to upstart.com slash macvoices and find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. This is the second part of our conversation with Jeff Carlson about his new book, The Photographer's Guide to Luminar AI. In the first part, we talked about the capabilities of Luminar, what has changed, what has uh, been added. This time, though, Jeff digs a little bit more into exactly why a photographer would need Luminar AI and what can be done with it, and delivers a perfect example of the power of the program and why you need his book to guide you through it. So let's go right back and hear from Jeff. Before I forget, we better address this so people don't email. Um, is PhotoLemur discontinued? Do you know? I, I, I believe it is, yeah. I kind of thought it was too, um, yeah. in favor of what Luminar has been doing. But yeah, because yeah. I, I mean, I, I liked PhotoLemur for the results, but you know, I'm as bad as anybody else. It's like, oh, if I, if I could just have a little more of this or a little more of that, and that yeah. didn't allow you to do that. So it was it was good, but you know, I guess just by the nature of what we do, we we always want to tweak that thing one more one more little bit. Right, right, right. And you know, and for most of the case, uh, most of the time, it to get to that point, you're like, okay, well, now I have to go down the Photoshop route, or now I have to learn Lightroom. Uh, you know, and th- there's nothing wrong with that, but for a lot of people, they don't want to do that. Like, I just want to make my photos better, or I am a a hobbyist who has just started to shoot landscapes. You know, um, or I'm a real estate photographer, right? Uh, w- one of the cool things in Luminar, this was also in Luminar Four, and, and it uh, translates over to Luminar AI. Actually, they've expanded on it. Um, is sky replacement. And, you know, when, when Sky Replacement was first announced, uh, I rolled my eyes pretty hard because I, I had that little bias of, well, you're going to go to this, this location and you're going to try to get the best shot that you can. And, you know, sometimes the sky cooperates, sometimes it doesn't. And you should just sort of, you know, make do with what, what you have. Well, if you're a real estate photographer you don't really have that luxury. Real estate photographers often have to, you know, work really quickly and you have this one day to shoot this house and you're, you you shoot the house and maybe it's a completely blank blue sky or it's, uh, you know, cloudy, cloudy, cloudy and overcast. Well, your whole point of of shooting that is to make an image that sells. It doesn't need to be uh, a factual representation of the house at that time, right? And so a lot of real estate photographers will do that exterior shot and they'll put a more interesting sky, even if that's just, you know, some wispy clouds on a blue background, because the idea is you want to make the house look better. You want people to think, oh, this is a place where I would like to be. And that dramatic sky, you know, is really intriguing. And, in the past, to to replace a sky, especially you know, depending on what the geometry of the house is, uh, 
I mean, you want to talk about making masks and layers and, oh my God, it, like you could spend a stupid amount of time. And literally Luminar looks at it and says, oh yeah, this is the sky. And you want to put this other image in as the sky? Okay, we'll do these clouds and it comes with a bunch or you can add your own. And, I, you know, again, like 80, 90% of the time, it just, boom, it works. And there you have a better sky and then you can move on to the next thing. I, for no good reason, you're reminding me of a of a TV commercial that's running locally here for a, <laughs> a new car dealer. And, of course, they're talking up their cars and everything, and then they do a shot of the car lot, and it's pouring down rain. And you, <laughs> and, and you, you, you feel sorry for them because you know that they got one of these package deals that we'll come out, we'll shoot this in one day and done, and they just happen yeah. to get a really rainy day. And <laughs> it, I mean, it's just too bad because you know who wants to go and buy a car in the rain? So, right. But you, I mean, and you just came up with a perfect use case for someone who has a real desire and need and business need to improve their photos, but they don't have. They definitely are not going to have the skill unless they happen to be just a geek like us, um, right. or you know have to hire somebody. And that gets into when you're shooting homes, a lot of money real fast because they're selling so many homes. So yeah. if I could yeah, if totally. I could drop that in and say, hey, I want you know these these five skies uh, in you know in my in my photos and be done with it at that easy, that'd be mm -hmm. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, I'm going to go one step further. And I think for some people, this may be the thing that just makes you say, why don't I have this? And I'm going to go out and buy it right now. Is you can apply edits to multiple image. This is something that that a lot of applications do. You you have a, a, a photo shoot that you've done. Maybe you have you know 100 images and they're a little bit off. And so you, you correct one. Um, again, I, I'm sort of jumping back to portraits, but um, just because it's like a, a really easy example. Uh, you do a photo shoot of somebody, uh, you know, and you're kind of in the same location and you're, you're getting different looks and angles and what have you. And so you edit one and you make that look really good. And you, you say, uh, for example, like you increase the, the exposure, you um, adjust the contrast, you use the the portrait tools that Luminar has to say, you know, uh, lighten the dark circles under the, under their eyes. Like everybody has that. Um, you can smooth their skin a little bit while still making it look realistic. Um, you know, uh, other great tools that I like, um, there are controls for editing their eyes. So, you know, somebody's eyes can get like a little bit more, more of a, a sparkle or contrast. All right, so you do all that, and you edit one, but maybe you need to edit, you know, a whole bunch of others. This is especially true uh, for wedding photographers, right? They're shooting, 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 shooting. Well, you don't want to have to redo all those things. So what you can do is you can copy and paste those edits between images. But here's the thing: uh, there are a lot of different software programs that will let you copy and paste things, but in this case, we're talking about like a picture of a person. And even if you have your your camera on a tripod, like that person is going to move. Maybe they're going to be a little bit shifted in this frame, or maybe their head's going to be slightly turned, or like they're all these different sort of, of, of changes between shots. 
so traditionally, maybe you had a mask that defined where that person was and you you changed the, the tone for that. Well, then you'd have to go into each subs, uh, subsequent image, move the mask, and, you know, it's, it's tedious. With the AI tools, Luminar AI knows where the person is. And if the person shifts from image to image, then it knows that they've shifted. So all you have to do is say, or, you know, like copy and paste or, um, you know, uh, batch, batch process these, these images with, with this as the template. And even if the person is, you know, way off to the right and their head is slightly turned, it still knows, well, the, here's where their eyes are, here's where their face is, here's where their torso is, and it can make those edits independently without you having to go in and mess with each one. And that's really the beauty of, of AI, because it knows where the person is in all these images. And so as long as it knows where the person is, it can say, okay, now I need to uh, increase the eye contrast. Well, it's not gonna be you know, some you know, block of pixels that's now in the middle of their forehead because they moved or the camera moved, it's going to know where to actually do it with the eyes. So like, like that is sort of revolutionary, at least in terms of the effort. And, you know, if, if you just did a photo shoot and you came home and you're processing things for a quick turnaround, this means you get to go to bed at 10 o'clock at night instead of staying up until one o'clock working on them. Like, that's a cool thing. Well, I think that's a very cool thing. And I think you're absolutely right. That's, that's the kind of thing that would make you want to go out and, and buy this right now. If you yeah. had even that need for, you know, one family reunion, it might be worth it. To, oh, yeah. To oh, do totally, that. totally. Yeah. And, you know, and it also knows that there are three people in there. And so it's going to, uh, you know, make the changes to all three people, for example. Um, you know, like, like that kind of stuff is really kind of cool. And now I'm going to jump into another Luminar feature that, again, kind of had me do an eye roll until I had a bit of an epiphany uh, when I was writing the books. So, Part of Luminar AI is, is a, a workflow change from Luminar 4. And what Luminar AI has uh, is this, this template system. Now, you know, in other programs, they're called presets. And uh, basically, you can open an image, and actually, your first option is to apply a template. And what that does is because again, it's it's looking at your image and it can say, oh, this looks like a portrait and it'll suggest a bunch of different portrait templates that you can use. And some of them are, you know, just basic edits. Some of them are super stylized. Um, and quite honestly, I, I don't get too excited about like the built-in ones because I, I don't necessarily want my image to look like, you know, this photographer X's, uh, you know, portrait template, whatever, right? But what's nice is you can say, okay, take these images and apply this template to them and, you know, you're done. You don't have to do anything else with it. So what's cool about templates is it's basically automation. So if you have, you know, your, your, your portrait image that you just worked on 
and um, you know maybe you have a specific look. Maybe your images are a little bit desaturated overall, or you know have like like maybe a tint to it. You know, some something more artistic for for the job that you're doing or the 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 photos that you like to share, for example. Uh, well, you can just make all those edits, save it as a new template, and then all the photos that you want to use after that, you just run through that template. And so it's 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 yours, it's your look, it's your edits, it's your preferences. But literally all you did was say, okay, yeah, apply this template and let's move on to the next thing. And that can save a ton of time for somebody who has to process a whole lot of stuff. So somewhere you have a secret camera mounted in my office because you're practically reading my notes because I almost inter- I, I almost interrupted you to say I, I wanted to be clear because um, going way back there were a couple things you were saying not for the business things but just personally that okay I, I get that I, I get that one adjustment just right and, and you know can I save the setting. And you answered that question perfectly that, you know, not only can I save one, I can save a bunch. So I create a look that is just mine, either for my business or for that project or whatever. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, and, and the, the sky example too, you know, this is where I think that we're all learning, sorry, that machine learning is, is uh, so advantageous and really is delivering results that are more than good enough and that even if even if they're maybe not quite good enough for the, the super exacting eye, they more than make up for it in the amount of time you save and effort you put forth. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, the so going back to the the portrait bouquet uh, feature, it's it's well implemented. I don't think it will pass muster for somebody who really knows what they're looking at. So if you take a photo and you apply it. Um, there, there are some characteristics that I think somebody who has a much better eye would be able to look at it and say, oh, this was done in software later. Um, but it's actually really close. And I mean, like, like, for example, one of the things that it doesn't really do is it doesn't. So, uh, if you have like a really blurry background, you're using a like a really wide open aperture like f1.2, and you'll get lights in the background, and they, they they're just they get really large and out of focus, and sometimes show up as like like just you know a disc, right? A, a, a disc of light at that really extreme soft background. Well, there are different lenses because of the shape of their apertures. They provide different shapes of of the that bouquet background look. This doesn't really do that. Um, it would not surprise me at all if they implemented that later on. But um, you know, this sort of goes for a a more general softness. And so you know, there might be somebody looking at this photo who says, "Oh." That wasn't shot with a with a wide open lens. That was probably shot with uh, you know at maybe f point eight, and then they they applied this effect later. Fine, uh, because ninety five percent of the people who are looking at that image will just go, oh, there's a person. It's a nice soft background, and and there you go. And that's that's 
kind of remarkable because, um, well, like you said, you know, talking about the, the the video chat software that imposes the that background look, there are some uh, you know features in other programs that will do a soft background, and sometimes. You know, it, it doesn't cut the person out or if they have, you know, long hair or if they have hair that sort of like, you know, goes in, in all different directions, then you can kind of see th- those those edges. Right. And, and it just ruins the effect. And I've been really impressed with the with this tool in that not only did they they made it so you could do a a one click operation and blur the background, but it also gave you the control to fix those little bits or maybe soften the edges so that it doesn't look like the person has been, you know, cut out and then pasted on a blurry version of something. And uh, yeah. yeah, that's, that's the best example. And, and I would not have come up with that, but that's exactly how some of the others, you know, end up looking is like, oh yeah, I, I, I hacked around it and then a little bit of Elmer's and slapped it on, you know, a background <laughs> yeah. and it, it just looks, you know, like what you and I did probably in kindergarten if we were that creative. Yeah. Yeah, so. totally. So I was busy putting glue on my hand and then peeling it off like skin. So maybe I can't really make that claim. <laughs> you were taking fingerprints at that age. Is that what you were doing this? Uh, no. <laughs> is, is this security and privacy that Jeff Jeff Carlson is stealing fingerprints with Elmer's glue? That's haven't heard that one for a while. No, 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 no. Didn't, didn't you ever like like j- just put a, a pool of of Elmer's glue on your hand and then peel it off? Okay, I must have been really bored in grade school. I, 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 don't, oh, I honestly don't remember. Okay, okay, okay. No, don't remember <laughs> that one. This edition of Mac Voices is sponsored by Upstart, fair and fast personal loans. Go to upstart.com slash macvoices and find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments. I like to feel in control of things, and I'm sure you do too, but I especially want to feel in control of my financial life, since that seems to be the basis of pretty much everything I want to accomplish. And again, I bet you do too. But carrying a credit balance each month with those high interest rates can make you feel anything but in control. That's why you should be checking out Upstart. Upstart is a fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan, and it's all done online. Over half a million people have done Upstart's five-minute online rate check for loans from $1,000 to $50,000 because they know that Upstart knows that you are more than just your credit score. Things like your income and current employment can lead to a smarter rate and that can lead to more control of your financial life. And that's a very good thing. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash macvoices. That's upstart.com slash macvoices. Don't forget to use my URL to let them know I sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash macvoices right now and take control. Thanks to Upstart for their support of Mac Voices. Jeff, we you know this has been great because we've covered a lot a lot of ground. Is there anything that we haven't touched on that needs to be known about Luminar AI? Um, that is a very very good question. Um, no, I I mean one of the 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 big changes about 
um, Luminar AI compared to Luminar 4 is, you know, having the, the layers feature pulled away. And, you know, for some people, that's going to be a deal killer. Um, but I think for a lot more, it's really not going to matter that much. Um, I've talked about uh, the different editing tools, local masking, um, I think, I mean, that's, that's kind of it in terms of um, like the big things. I mean, the, 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 there are some, uh, you know, little edits that, that Skylum has made. Um, when you use the, the, the retouching tool, uh, it used to sort of pop you into a different mode and it was a little bit convoluted and now that's been streamlined. Like there are things like that, but sort of, the, the the overall focus is just being able to you know do things that are are uh, less taxing on you and you know really geared toward doing things that that you want to do with photos without having to become an expert because you know not everybody can be an expert at everything and there's some aspects of photo editing where if you want to do X, like you really have to be an expert at X. If you want to do, uh, if you want to do retouching on people, like there's an example where you can go into such a rabbit hole of techniques and, uh, you know, different masking and layers and, the, the the professionals who do this for a living, um, you know, th they sort of do an entirely different thing, but they're also, you know, they're on like like level 20 of, of this kind of Photoshop work. And for those of us who just want to, you know, um, get rid of uh, like a little piece of cracker that a kid has stuck on their face, right? Or, um, you know, just kind of get rid of, um, like I said, the, the, the dark, uh, shadows that, that are, pop up underneath your eyes, like those kind of things. There are very complicated ways of doing that, but there are also very, very easy ways using AI to do that as well. So, um, yeah, it's just that, that, that accessibility of, boy, what I really want to do is, you know, fix X and then you look into it and you go to YouTube and you're like, oh my God, I need to do these 75 different steps just to make this, this one thing go away. And then you realize, oh no, there's literally a button that I can click in Luminar AI that says remove blemishes. And it does a pretty good job of sort of noticing that, oh, okay, well, this is, uh, you know, a blemish, or this is, you know, like a, a giant mole that you don't want on your model's face or something like that, um, that, that will just get rid of it for you. Or you can go in and, and, you know, retouch it by hand without going into all that depth and detail. So that's, that's kind of the big appeal. Well, I mean that's always been, I think, one of the one of the barriers to Photoshop. Um, you know, I, oh, I totally. see these articles and it's like, okay, you can get this really cool effect. Now, here are these twenty seven steps, 
and you know you invert this and you flip that and then you, you know, <laughs> dance yeah. in a circle and it's like okay i really like that effect but i'm not sure it's worth it for me and yeah. so that's where as we've progressed along the machine learning i mean first of all we had presets and all those things now we have machine learning it's getting better everything's getting better all the time i do think though that yeah. i'm afraid you're going to tell Rocky Nook that the Photographer's Guide to Luminar AI is maybe a little misnomer because this sounds like this is a book for everybody, not just a, a, a photographer with a capital P. But this could be for me, uh, a picture taker with a, with a small P that could make my yes. photos look better. I will see if they can, they can work up uh, Chuck's Guide to Photoshop AI. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, or or I'll do a forward or something, and yeah, because yeah. I, yeah. I I, I yeah. definitely think that I, I don't want to undersell or oversell it, but things that you've taught me here with this, like yeah, I got to go and look at this a lot harder because I didn't yeah. realize that you know this this kind of power was there, um, and on both ends of the spectrum, that's that's the part mm -hmm. that I'm most impressed with. Yeah, yeah, and um, if, if I could just throw in um, a, a little pitch for the book. Um, one of the things that that I love that we did with the book is that there are a couple of chapters that are just walkthroughs. And you can download the images that I use and go through the steps yourself on those images and see how I, not only like how the tools work, but a lot of it is very much how I approach the image. How do I look at what's wrong with this? How do I identify what this image needs, and then using the different tools to fix it. And there are some cases where uh, you know I'll I'll start with an image and identify you know here's what's wrong. Well, first let's go to the Accent AI and just see what Luminar does with it, and you know crank that up to you know 80 or whatever, and take a look at it and go it's better, but it's not really what I want, and then reset that and then sort of go into other tools and other steps to really get the image that I'm looking for. In fact, um, if I can use a visual aid here. So the, the, the cover on the book is this, this field of uh, uh, tulips that I photographed. And the original is a lot darker um, and so th there's a lot that went into this image and that's one of the images that you can use. I should double check that because that would be bad if I said that it was <laughs> actually just, yeah, it is. Um, you know, I mean, I, I don't know how helpful this is, but that's, that's the original image and it's, it's really sort of dark and gray. Um, and so it, it, it just walks through how, not just how to use a tool, but how to think about the process of editing that will help, you know, as you look at your own tools, how do you identify, okay, here's what's wrong with this image, or here's where this image could need some work, or here is something that I saw on the day that I don't really see in the image, but I think that the, that the information is there that I can play with and bring out that detail. You know, one thing that I'm, this is going way back to earlier in the conversation, I think it's implied, but I want to make sure we say it, that we you can throw anything at this. You can throw JPEGs. You can throw raw files uh, that you, you don't have to – because we got into the raw a little bit discussion. I want to make sure folks understand they can see the the benefits of this without having to shoot raw or even know what that means. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Good. Okay. So the Photographer's Guide to Luminar AI is available, I guess, where all fine books are sold and e-books. Um, I do yes. see there's a Kindle version as well as a paperback. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, paperback, Kindle. Um, I, I believe uh, if you order it directly from Rocky Nook, you can get a bundle of both. Um, and yeah, it's, you know, where where all good books and ebooks are sold. Uh, that's That's how to get it. Yeah. I, I'm finding more and more, Jeff, you know, I like the paperback version, but there's a lot of advantages to having the ebook version because then you can take it with you anywhere and reference it yes. or, you know, use it for inspiration or whatever. So yeah, buy, definitely. Buy, buy both. You'll love them both. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, 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 well, <laughs> I got so excited. Um, I also want to point out, um, you know, th this is totally uh, to, highlight my publisher. Um, so the, the image that I just showed you, the, the book, that's my first author copy that I received. And the printing is really well done. I mean, it looks great. Um, you sort of assume that, you know, it, it's a printed photo book, therefore it's going to look great. But I've seen some, some books in the past. I've even had a, a few of my books where, uh, you know, the, the printing is sort of not really at the high level or, you know, the, there are some companies, they they just choose inexpensive printing. And for most of the books, it's totally fine. You know, you, you absolutely get get the idea across of what's going on. But for something like this, like a photo book where you're really looking at the, the changes in the tone and, and the color, uh, it, it makes such a difference to have a, a well-printed, well-color-corrected book. And uh, I, I just... I love that about Rocky Nook. They're very much into the, oh, we sell a lot of books to photographers, so we're going to make this look really good. Always helps to do business with people that know their business. Absolutely. No yeah. question. Well, I'll have links in the show notes to go and get uh, both the Kindle and the uh, paperback version of the book so that you can take your choice and uh, enjoy the, the fruits of Jeff's efforts and learn as much as I did or more from this interview. Jeff, thank you. This Excellent. was really enlightening and a lot of fun. Excellent. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. So we have new projects coming? Oh, we have so many new projects coming. <laughs> Good. So, so you'll be back on a pretty regular basis. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. It, it, this is a very busy summer and fall. So uh, yes, definitely. Good. Good. So I'll see you here tomorrow night about 7 at work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll just be a, a melted puddle of goo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I may have to re-angle the mic a little bit, but we'll be fine. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah. No worries. Folks, I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices. Again, go check this out. I've, I've learned a lot from Jeff. Now I've got to take a second look at this because I feel like it can, it can do some things that I've wanted to do with my photographs and just never had the time or taken the time. Until the next time, and as always, thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode you will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices.
Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.